Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1824, Four Questions for a Happier Day, by Rose Lounsbury of roselounsbury.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, including holidays. And I have a post today from Rose Lounsbury, great one with four questions that you can ask yourself at the end of the day that might reframe how it went. These are the types of questions and prompts that I put into the Optimal Living Daily workbook now available to order, just in time for the holidays and to start the new year off right. It's over 200 pages in a hardcover book. If you wanna check that out, it's a big support for this show. It means a lot. You can find it at oldpodcast.com slash shop. And with that, let's hear Rose's four questions and start optimizing your life. Four questions for a happier day by Rose Lounsbury of roselounsbury.com. Despite what we tell everyone, most of us are not having a good day. Now, before you disagree with me, let me introduce you to my friend, Nicole. Nicole is a beautiful, accomplished, 46-year-old mom and entrepreneur. Yet the other day, she told me that she goes to bed every night feeling like a failure. I can never finish everything, she said. No matter what I do, there's always more. And I drop into bed every night feeling like I haven't done enough like I've failed. Ouch, that hurt. Mostly because I can 100% relate. As often happens, when we hear someone else verbalize our innermost conflict, we suddenly recognize our problem in them and things become clearer. And sometimes if we're lucky, we can see a solution. What I saw in Nicole was a woman who was judging herself very harshly, who's equating her worth and internal can't take away quality with her accomplishments, an external constantly moving, changing, and unpredictable target. No wonder she feels like a failure. She's judging herself by metrics she can't control. I call these fame metrics, and I think most of us are using them all of the time. Let's take a look at some of the fame metrics I've used to evaluate myself throughout my life. Did I get an A? Were people nice to me? Did I get invited to that party or event or happy hour or board position? Did someone notice or think or acknowledge or praise me for what I did? Did I make X amount of dollars or sign X amount of clients? Did I have X number of followers on social media? Did I work out for X number of minutes? Did I track my food or eat X number of servings of fruits and veggies? Did I complete all the tasks on my to-do list? Did I complete all the laundry according to the color-coded laundry chart I made? Is the house clean? And on and on. These are the ways I've learned to judge whether or not I've had a good day 
and it's pretty much been this way for as much of my life as I can remember. But here's the problem. These are c***y metrics. Why? Because most of them are factors I can't control, such as how people choose to treat me, what grade a teacher gives me, whether or not people choose to sign up for my programs or follow me on social media, how much money someone pays me. Uncontrollable metrics suck because basically you're judging yourself by a yardstick you don't wield. How could I possibly assess myself on how others treat me? What if my coworker is going through a personal crisis that results in her being short with me? Or I'm stuck in traffic with road ragers? Or I happen to get into the grocery line of the one cashier at Kroger who has a personal vendetta against the entire grocery store establishment and decides that 10.15 a.m. on Saturday while she bags my milk is the moment to let it all out. Basing my worth on how others treat me is a coffee metric. Ditto to whether or not people sign up for my programs. Yes, I can send heartfelt emails and do marketing and Facebook advertising and a million live videos talking all about how amazing these programs are, they are, but at the end of the day, the choice to buy is out of my control. Basing my worth on how many people join a class or book me for coaching is a creepy metric. As a former teacher, it shocks me a bit to say this, but I must admit, grades are also a creepy metric. Sure, they might tell you how much you know about the War of 1812. Uh, it took place around 1812, right? Or thereabouts? Or whether you have any idea where a comma goes on a bibliography page, I'd have to Google it. But none of this tells you your worth. Grades are information, valuable information perhaps. I mean, somebody has to keep making those History Channel documentaries about wars, and we'd certainly hope they have their facts straight. But grades are a terrible metric of your worth because they can't measure internal value. They measure outputs. Those are two very different things. And even if the metrics appear to be in my control, they don't allow for much flexibility, which you know is kind of important in this thing called life where the only constant is change. Inflexible, aka metrics include, how many minutes did I work out? What if one of my kids was sick the night before and I skipped the workout in favor of sleep? What if there was a power outage at the gym? What if a friend called in crisis right before I was supposed to leave for that yoga class? Or did I complete all the tasks on my to-do list? What if my to-do list was too long? What if something more important came up and suddenly clip the cat's nails was no longer as urgent as put out the grease fire? What if, heaven forbid, all the things on my to-do list aren't even that necessary to do? So when I heard Nicole talking about her struggle to put her head on her pillow at night and feel good about her day, I realized that she, like me, has been using metrics to evaluate herself. Thus she, like me, struggles to have a good day because her metrics for good are, well, kinda creepy. So I've decided to create some different metrics, ones that are entirely within my control and allow for the flexibility needed to live within this ever-changing state called life. There are just four. Rose's good day metrics. Was I kind to myself? Did I treat my body well? Did I make time for meaningful work? And did I make time for meaningful relationships? I know what you're thinking. Sure, those sound great, but how are you gonna actually get all your stuff done? That's a great question. And the answer is, I probably won't get all my stuff done. As a matter of fact, that's kind of the point because trying to get all my stuff done my whole life has resulted in a lot of anxiety and generally feeling bad about myself and thinking I'm a failure. 
So I think trying to get all my stuff done is another metric I'm throwing in the can. Because when I look at these four real and true metrics, I can't imagine laying my head down on my pillow at night after having said yes to each of those and feeling like I didn't have a good day. You just listened to the post titled Four Questions for a Happier Day by Rose Lounsbury of roselounsbury.com. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Great questions from Rose today. Since the Optimal Living Daily Workbook is already made, those questions aren't in it, but there are similar exercises for you to try there. But these four would be nice to take note of, which you can make note of in our workbook or on your own too, of course. By the way, you can find our new workbook at oldpodcast.com slash shop. But really, I think asking these four questions can truly reframe your day. So definitely try it out. Let me know how it goes. Have a great day and night, and I'll be back tomorrow as usual, where optimal life awaits.